Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 404, recorded live on Saturday, March 21st, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who's got a basketball bracket going on, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey! And the man who's got a little bit of that March Madness, Andy Lowe. Hi. Because, you know, we only spent like 15 minutes before recording today comparing brackets. Yes, I, it's it's only a little bit. There are games on. Am I watching them? No, I don't care about them. I, I've i almost taken like a Ron Popeil stance with my bracket. Set it. Set it and forget it. But you, you haven't forgotten it. You were just doing a what-if analysis. Yes, but have I... <sighs> Am I watching any of the games? No. A, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, well, actually, I kind of am. Right I'm now, am I watching? Games. No. Do I care about the scores right now? No. You're recording right now. Yeah. Are there even games going on right yes, now? There are games going on right now. I can tell you in oh. two minutes once Yahoo Sports who's, loads. Who's playing? Right now it is UAB and UCLA. So a number 11 versus a number 14 seed at halftime. Um, who do I have in that game? My guess is you probably had Iowa State. Yes. <laughs> Everybody had Iowa State. That is accurate. <laughs> I have Iowa State winning against UCLA. Yeah. So does that mean I I hope that UCLA loses this game? Well, yes, do because I, do that I way you're not going to points? you're not going to lose ground against anybody else you're competing against. Okay. Yeah, I I actually have Iowa State going uh, all the way to fight Duke. I'm sorry. Stupid 14 seed. Yep. Eating a third seed. That it wasn't the only one. Baylor and Georgia State. Yep. Yeah. I have a bracket. I actually have two brackets because someone else invited me to a bracket, but his is just for fun. Not that this one's for money because that would be illegal. Yes. I love how in the media room they have a giant bracket up in the, for the NCAA tournament, and at the very <laughs> bottom it's like... Don't bet on it. It's like, oh, that's, yeah, sure. Like the NCAA is kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't bet on it. Yep. We'll just take our millions and um, put it towards something. Did you watch uh, last week tonight? No. He did a 20-minute rant, John Oliver did, on the NCAA March Madness. And nice. basically just sports in general. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's 20 minutes. Whew. So, yeah, NCAA sports basketball yeah i it's going on i'm actually kind of surprised well first off it's there's two really weird things going on this year in case you haven't paid attention one kentucky is going into the tournament undefeated okay now the last team who was undefeated who won was the indiana hoosiers back in 1976 okay but they are a damn good team so it's it's everybody had that debate is like how far are you going to take Kentucky? You going to take it all the way? You're going to drop them early because they're a good team. So they're the odds are ever in their favor. Did you just compare the March Madness to the Hunger Games? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, just making that clear. The 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 odds are always going to be in their favor though. They are literally the odds on favor to win all of their games. Yes. So it's the the question is are they going to lose? Because it's been a while since a team who has gone the entire 
March Madness undefeated. 1976 was the last time. So it's, uh, it's been a while. Losing in the semifinals to Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah. Well, well, Wisconsin's got the best chance to get them. Right. Mathematically speaking. As, I, as I said, I, I, I have them losing to Wisconsin for a reason. I also have Wisconsin losing after that game. Not a popular choice in this area, but we'll see how they fare. The other random statistical thing that happened was the fact that two 14 seeds won and a um, a number 12 seed did not upset a number 5 seed. Yeah, that kind of threw off some of my brackets. That threw off some of my bracket as well, because that was the first time that's happened in about eight years. I, I recall us talking about that. In fact, when I was making my bracket, I'm like, huh. I probably should have a, a 12 over a 5 somewhere. Yeah, I was looking at it too, and I'm like, well, crap, where am I going to put one? Uh, and I was looking at all of them like, no, I don't want that one. No, I don't want that one. Uh, let's did, go with Buffalo. Why not? Uh, go yep, back. Teams. I did Buffalo as well. And then I'm like, well, but if Buffalo just beat WVU, then clearly they, they should take it over Maryland. Yeah, that's I picked that as well, but no. And then lose to Kentucky. Well, yeah, because everybody's going to lose to Kentucky. Yeah. When's the uh, Villanova-NC State game? Villanova-NC State game. It's either today or tomorrow. Yes. I have to go look at the CBS sports bracket because that's the easiest one to look at. Come on. I suppose I can go and look myself. Today at 7.10 p.m. Okay, there you go. Your internet's not doing so well, is it? No, it's not, actually. I <laughs> I lost about six games of Hearthstone this morning because I got disconnected. Oh, ouch. Luckily, I was not playing Arena. I thought, meh. I, I'm I'm holding off on Arena until after the new single-player stuff comes out because I need to save up my gold. Yep, the new X-Pack, as it were. Yeah. Oh, that. why isn't that on our list? Because we talked about it last week. Did or not we? last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when I wasn't here. Yes. I see. Like, I don't remember talking about that last week. Well, I remember talking about it two weeks ago. So, yeah, so that's uh, March Madness going on. We'll still go on for a bit. At some point, I'm probably going to turn down and cry, but I still have a chance of winning. I got to get some long upsets to, to keep myself on a chance to win, but it's going to be close. So, uh, how are you doing, Dave? Um, I think I might be coming down with a cold. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Other than that, I'm doing good. Well, that's good. I'm excited for Passover coming up soon. Two weeks. Yep. So you guys are doing a lot of traveling, right? You're going to Alabama and then back up to the east side of the state. Alabama next weekend. Passover's the weekend after that. One weekend off. And then the weekend, uh, yeah, third weekend in April is the Martian Half Marathon. The what? The Martian Half Marathon. It's a half marathon race in Dearborn. Very sci-fi themed. Like all the mile markers are inflatable aliens. And a lot of people dress up in sci-fi-ish gear. Wow. Like one year, the, the race officials were all dressed up as men in black. That's kind of cute. That it, that was kind of cute. Where you That's... have all everybody standing at the start line with the sunglasses on. And they're all in the, the black suits with the black tie. It was like, oh, very nice. That's <sighs> cute. I like it. 
It's one of the reasons why I keep going back to that one. I might break up my Waldo outfit for that one, though. I don't know. I'll see. So, should we uh, go to topics? I I guess. We always about, have such fun talking about other things. Well, it's about that time in the podcast where we normally just talk. You know, you do a little tit for tat in the beginning for about 10 minutes, and then we start leading into topics. Okay. I've already got a segue. Oh, well, don't let me stop you. So, speaking of competitions, the <laughs> Pwn to Own happened. Pwn to Own. I know what that was. Pwn to own. That was that's uh, the the security for browsers. Yes, you hack the browsers, you get the laptop that it's on. On top of cash reward, cash rewards, and uh, this year the event paid out four hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. That's a little worrisome. For finding 21 bugs in all four major browsers, as well as Windows, Flash, and Adobe Reader. That's that's a little worrisome. <laughs> well, would you rather have it here or, you know, not here? I mean, I, I'd rather the bugs didn't exist in the first place. The, yes, the, the security flaws weren't there. That's true. I'm glad that they are finding them uh, so that they can patch them and close them up. Okay, so the the 21 bugs were, okay, here we go, five bugs in Windows, four bugs in Internet Explorer 11, three bugs in Firefox, three bugs in Adobe Reader, three bugs in Adobe Flash, two bugs in Safari, and one bug in Chrome. So go Chrome. Yep. So what's really funny is, okay, so they paid out $442,000 for the 21 bugs. $225,000 of that went to a single person. Wow. Who was working by himself. He has no teams. He actually found a couple of his bugs by statically reading the code. Oh my god. That is like some savant level shit right there. No, that's just really boring. <laughs> wow. Statically Good for him. reading the code to try and find a bug and a like, loophole. Uh, oh, let's start at the top. Int main. Okay. <laughs> Looking Start good. at the top. Hello world. What the hell is that doing here? <laughs> Very top comments. This script was auto-generated using. Oh god. You sat there like so they they provided the source code to him and he just sat there and read it. Well no, he you have you have a year to plan for this thing. As long as the bugs have not been um found and have mm-hmm. the ability to break through anti-exploit defenses, so your basic, you know, spyware and that sort of stuff. Um it's fair game. So you, you have a if if nobody's talked about it yet, you it's it's fair game to use. As soon as somebody uses it, then that's it. Okay, so um Thursday, the the Hong Hoon Lee, also known as Loki Hard T took down both the stable and beta versions of Chrome with a buffer overflow race condition in Chrome that allowed the attack to break past anti-exploit mechanisms such as the sandbox and address space layout randomization. Also targeted information leak and race condition in two Windows kernel drivers and suppress a feat that allowed the exploit to achieve full system access. Oops. Took him two minutes to run this, netted him... Uh, let's see, $110,000. It's a lot of money. $916 a second. It's a lot of money. Yeah. $75,000 for breaking Chrome, $25,000 for escalating to system access, $10,000 for hitting the beta version as well. So yeah, Google paid him $110,000 for him to run this in two minutes. Damn. 
Yeah, he also broke um, Internet Explorer 11 and Apple Safari, which netted him the total of $225,000. Oh, hold on. Okay. Actually. Sorry about that. Got a package. Okay. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? I don't know. It's addressed to Kate, and I don't open her mail. Yeah, don't open that. Yeah, no. There's one thing I've learned. Don't open the other person's mail. Uh, you sound like you've done this and had a very unfortunate experience with it, which makes me wonder, what did Kate get that, like, scarred you so much? No, it's just the fact that um, it's addressed to Kate, so it's Kate's mail. Yeah, it's Kate's. Anyway, so Pwn to Own happened. Yes. There were bugs. One dude read the source code to find them. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Made a quarter of a million dollars. Um, something else, kind of a rumor-esque reveal, Amazon Unlocked. Yes, I am slightly perplexed by this. Slightly. So, if I get Amazon Unlocked, which is supposedly basically Amazon Prime for apps, that means I can download as many paid-for apps and in-game purchases as I want for the apps that are under this banner. I mean, it, it's that last part that's very important, that it's the apps under this banner. It's only the apps that are part of this. This is, if all of this is true, this is not an official Amazon announcement. This was a leak that could very well have just been made up. Very true. It's starting to be that time of the year. Oh, yeah. It is coming up to April Fool's, isn't it? Yep. Uh, so anyway, there there's this... Amazon unlocked show that people received that someone leaked a a presentation talking about, Hey, here's the next thing we're working on. Here's all the press stuff. And the idea is I wouldn't say it's Amazon prime for apps. I think that's a, a terrible comparison. It's more like the, the, it's a library for apps, right? It's, I pay a fee and I have access to everything. Well, that's sort of like Amazon Prime Video. Yes. I pay, I pay a fee. Well, technically but, my fee is But that's Amazon too. Prime Video, not Amazon. When I think of Amazon Prime, I think of two-day shipping. Ah. To me, that is Amazon Prime. Everything else is just a, like extra fluff. And maybe that's not how Amazon wants me to think about it, but that's how I think about it. Yeah, Amazon would be upset with you if you thought about it that way. You see, I'm I'm interested in this one because I remember a lot of the, some of the app developers were upset with Amazon giving away their apps for free on with the that daily, free app of the day. Yeah, free app a day. Well, did Amazon pay them for that? I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling like they have to pay the app owners for this. Oh well, yes, this one you, you I I would hope so. If not, it's just like all right. Well, if you give us your app, it'll be added to this ad Amazon Unlocked, and that's the end of it. I wouldn't be keen on doing that. Wow. So, how much would you pay for this? I'm not sure actually, because there are not a lot of paid apps on my phone. Right, because you'd have to pay for them. Yes, I uh, I can think of two things that I have paid for. One, the expansions for Catan. So I've got the the Seafarers expansion and the Cities and Nights expansion and that sort of stuff. I've got that. I paid for that one, and then I paid for a couple of those uh, Magic Plan maps for some of our markets. Mm. And I think those are the only two apps that I have paid for. Everything else on my phone is free. Everything else on your phone you didn't pay for? 
I do believe so. Wow. My phone is on the other side of the room right now, so I can't go over there and check, but I do believe so. Yeah, I do believe all the rest of those have been free. I'd have to scroll through a little bit. I know I have more than that for paid apps. Because like, I have a, a couple of those Kairosoft games. Wouldn't this destroy pay-to-win as a model? Mm. Yeah, I do believe there are certain games where you know you have to, if you want to pay to, uh, so those things where they have like a time where you can only play so much per hour or something like that, and then you but you, you can purchase more. more. Yeah, those games won't work with this, right? Well, I mean, they they would work with this. Why? Because they're they'd work they're, great with this for the players. For the players, yes, but not for the actual app developers. Yeah. So wouldn't this like destroy the pay-to-win model or the pay-to-play or whatever it's called, free-to-pay, something like that? Pay pay-to-play? I'm I'm not. I don't know. Zynga games. Yes. Wouldn't this destroy Zynga games? Aren't Zynga games basically destroying themselves? Ouch. Hmm. Also, are we getting a little out of hand with sharing things? I'm looking up at the top of this, at the share bar. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Reddit, something, email, and Flipboard. Oh, StumbleUpon, that's what it is. Feels like it's going a, a little overboard there. Yeah, that is. That's, that is a little ridiculous. Windows 10, what coming out Windows this summer. 10? Coming out this summer, really? Coming out this summer, they—I I have a feeling they're looking at Windows 8 like they were looking at Vista. It's like, oh crap! What did we do? Get it out! Get it out! Get it out! Yeah, like uh, we need to get away from this. We need to get away from this. This was really bad branding. We need to get away from this. So Windows 10 comes out this summer. And Microsoft announced that it would be free upgrades for Windows 7 and Windows 8 users, even non-genuine Windows 7 and Windows 8 users. And that spiked a little bit of, of interest and concern of like, wait, whoa, what? So I could go and pirate Windows 7 and get a free upgrade to Windows 10? And get like a legitimate Windows 10 then. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft clarified their statement, and there will be a mechanism for non-legitimate copies, but it doesn't necessarily mean it will be free. So this is just like normal, like the the times where you have an illegal copy and you get the Windows Genuine Advantage button box that pops and says, hey, this is not genuine Windows. If you like genuine Windows, go here and buy genuine Windows. Kind of. That's that's my guess as to what it's going to look like. What about the non-genuine that thinks it's genuine? That's an excellent question. Now, does this upgrade include Windows... It's just Windows 7, right? Windows 7 and 8? Yeah. Damn. Because I was like, we got a bunch of copies of Vista lying around work. No. No, Vista. Why do you have a bunch of copies of Vista lying around work? Because I just took a whole bunch of Vista machines offline. And they're all genuine copies of Vista, but, you know, it's Vista. Yeah, that said, Vista is not actually that bad. No, but it's, um, you know. What? Yeah. How much it's life what? is left on Windows Vista security-wise? Uh, well, XP was just retired, like, this year, so a while. Let's see, Windows Vista end of life. 
Windows lifecycle fact sheet. Here we go. Ex- uh, end of uh, extended end of mainstream support was 2012. End of extended support is 2017. Two years. Yes. So are you going to upgrade to Windows 10? I'm thinking I might just try out one of our Windows 7 boxes. We, we have a couple of those that had Windows 7 licenses, but we had to downgrade them due to the software we were using at the time. So I still have the Windows 7 stickers, so I might just take a hard drive and the Windows 7 sticker and basically just try out Windows 10 on the box and see what it does. Okay. Because it's going to be the future, because, you know, Windows 8 is going to be... Well, Windows 8 is going to be something, as it always has been something. But no, I'm, I'm curious to try out Windows 10. So as soon as, this, as soon as this starts to roll out for upgrading Windows 7 from Windows 7, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out, and I will let you know how it is. Man, <laughs> everybody was like, oh, they're going to give us free copies of Windows, and then it's, well, not so much. Not, not quite as free. Yeah. We'll see what happens, though. That's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of looking wonder, forward to trying Windows 10. You know what would be interesting is if you go onto eBay and find some broken laptop that has Windows 7 installed on it. Get it super cheap. Get it super cheap. Transfer that license to another piece of hardware and then use that to upgrade to Windows. That's what you should do. I think that would be the, probably the cheapest way of doing it. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. You just have to make sure that if you buy the broken laptop, that it's, you know, still got its Microsoft sticker on it. Yep. So, what else do we got? You uh, you wanted uh, to ask me a question. Ah, yes. So, the question is, if I told you that starting tomorrow or yesterday or on March 22nd, an autonomous car will set out from the Golden Gate Bridge and drive all the way to New York City autonomously. If I asked you which company is doing this, what would you tell me? Oh, man. Um, I mean, going down the list, I'd have to guess Google. Nope. Tesla. Nope. BMW. Nope. Audi. Nope. It is, the car is an Audi, though. I do have to give you that much, but it is an Audi, but it's not run by Audi. Um, is it someone who has regular contracts with DARPA? No, Hmm. I do not believe so. Is it a car company? Sort of. Sort of a car company. Oh, I forgot Apple in my list of usual suspects. Yeah, no. Sort of a car. Is it a car rental company? No. A car parts company? Yes. Oh, God. Um, what car part companies are there? There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Hey, I'm impressed I got it down that far. All right, yeah. who is it? Delphi. Delphi. The company who most likely made the stock radio for your car is going to drive an autonomous, well, have an autonomous vehicle drive from San Francisco to New York. Will it go through cities? It's, it's driving from San Francisco to New York, so. That doesn't answer something. <laughs> Well, it's got. They said they're going to drive from the Golden Gate Bridge to Manhattan. So my guess is it's probably just going to stay on the highways like ninety yeah. percent of the time. Probably more than ninety. Yeah, true. Probably. Uh, so there will be someone in the car. Well, of course, yes, as a safety feature, but it's going to be driving itself. Uh, okay. Starts March twenty second. So tomorrow should take it a week to get to New York. It's already driven from San Francisco to L.A. Yeah, I'm just like wow. So if Delphi can do this, they've already got the contracts with the automobile manufacturers. They've already got the infrastructure set up to distribute their components 
two automobile manufacturers. Do you see this as a big step then or a eh, kind of middling step? I feel like this is a step that came out of nowhere. But if this takes off, if they're able to prove this, they can say, look what we've got with what we've already made. We could easily integrate this into the rest of our system for our components that you're using. I'm I'm not so astounded and dumbfounded by this. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. I don't think it's going to have a serious change. Uh, they said that uh, it will likely cost somewhere close to what a high-end safety package add-on would cost you in a new car today. They still have to do some more testing. Six days to uh, to take drive all the way across country. Why is it going to take six days? Because they're going to stop every night and make sure that the car is doing okay. They're only driving like six hours a day. Uh, There are some states, so, you know, autonomous driving isn't, you know, completely legal in all the states. But they kind of reached out to all of them and said, hey, we're going to be driving through. And a couple of them were like, well, yeah, it's just as long as, you know, some states were completely fine with that. Some states said they had to have somebody sitting in the driver's seat. Some states said they had to have the driver with a hand on the wheel. Whoa, and I drive without my hands on the wheel sometimes. I know, so do I. It's like, wow. Oh, so side note, so I've had my Explorer for about, they got it in December, I think, Christmas last year. No, two years. So I've had my car for about a year. Okay. I just discovered one of the buttons on the steering wheel is able to go through all my presets on the radio. You haven't pressed the buttons on the steering wheel in a year? No, I've got some of them on there, like the cruise control buttons are on the steering wheel and some of the other ones on the right side. I just didn't know what they did. What it just, all it said was MEM, M-E-M. And I'm like, I don't know what that does. And then I accidentally hit it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it changed my radio station. That's crazy. So I was I was flabbergasted by this. I'm flabbergasted that you, you didn't find out sooner than a year that it took you that long. Well, it gets... <sighs> It's just, it's, it, the, the buttons are right there. They're within arm reach. It's just bing. It's also kind of annoying to go from FM to AM because then I have to go from FM to FM2 to AUX to video, then to AM. So I would have to hit that button six times and then go through all the presets as well. So uh, worse comes to worse, what normally would take me two button presses would take me 11 with the mem button with the mem button and you probably don't want to use it for that no that's a time where it can it's it's less convenient to try and be convenient it's oh yeah this button will do that it's like okay well bing bing there we are yeah so we'll probably let you know how this whole thing worked i'm sure andy will keep a uh keep track of it yeah so other car news Uh uh-oh virgin mobile might be going into cars. Why? Because Richard Branson said so. He He's doing, Richard Branson's already doing this whole Formula E project where he wants to do, you know, Formula One racing, but entirely electric vehicles. I think we talked about this years Long time ago. ago. This, is, this is, again, cases of people who have too much money. I mean, if you're able to, you know, start up your own space program, I think you might have too much money. Too much money. He needs to stop. Okay, so he wants to maybe possibly compete with Tesla. 
Yeah, he, uh, so there was a Formula E race in Miami. Somebody talked to Bronson about racing technology in the market, and he's quoted saying, we have teams of people working on electric cars. So you never know. You may find Virgin competing with Tesla in the car business as we do in the space business. We'll see what happens. Wait, but they're not competing with Tesla in the space business. I guess they kind of are because Elon Musk is doing whatever he wants. Yeah. God, it's a, it's a fucking pissing contest between two billionaires. (laughs) I feel like, you know, it'd be fun if I just write them a letter and just say, I want to have a competition between you and the other guy. See who can give me the most money sight unseen. (laughs) I'm just curious, just to see how much of a pissing contest you two can get into. How much money are you willing to give me without anyone else knowing? Without anyone else knowing. Legally. Yeah. How much money are you legally willing to give me sight unseen with no promise of me ever paying you back? If you do this, can I have part of that? (laughs) Yeah, it will be your hush money. Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess now I will have to give to all of our listening audience. Well, they don't have to know. True. We we won't actually tell our listeners that we got this to happen. No. They'll just have to figure it out when we start recording with incredibly good equipment in our own private studio. And we actually start uh, promoting our podcast on, you know, other places. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so has Elon Musk replied to this at all? No, he hasn't said anything yet to this whole thing with uh, Tesla. It's, oh, God. It's a, it is a pissing contest of, like, two nerds with a lot of money. What's really funny was the fact that uh, at one point, uh, Elon Musk and I think, I think it was Paul Allen, so, you know, another billionaire. Yep. Um, side note, his, Paul Allen's net worth $17.5 billion. I just had to double check. Um, they were having a little Twitter conversation back and forth about some of the aerofoils on one of the SpaceX rockets. Yeah, I read that. Saying like an X configuration was so much more effective or something. Yeah, and it's just like, so they're going, really? You two are arguing over Twitter. parts on your spacecrafts? Paul on saying, yeah, we tried that. It didn't work. And he's like, well, we you can't do it. Oh, God, it's for... I'd like to be that, like, grossly wealthy. It would not be bad, I can tell you that. So, speaking of Tesla, they had some news coming out. They did! Tesla can can sell into Jersey again. Yes. So, if you remember, New Jersey was one of the first states that said, uh, no, you have to go through a dealer. In order to sell a car in the state, we will legally require you to go through a dealer. And that was about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. Since then, Tesla has been doing what Tesla does, throwing money at the problem. And now you can sell Teslas in Jersey. Or they can sell Teslas in Jersey. You can buy one. So that actually wasn't the biggest news either. I mean, that's still pretty big. No, that's that's big, but it's not even the biggest news. That's not the biggest? No. What's the biggest? Well, sorry, there's bigger and then there's the biggest. Okay, what's bigger? Bigger is the fact that they are now putting an app into their Teslas that keep track of where you are in relationship to superchargers. Ooh. So if you are um, driving, well, it'll keep track of Tesla supercharger stations as well as third-party stations, and the Trip Planner app will navigate you to a destination via the best charging options for your route. And if you are going to be driving farther away from one of these stations than you have range, it will warn you and say, are you sure you want to do this? Because you might get stuck out there. 
Okay. So it will warn you before you drive out of range of a charging station. That's good. Yeah. Hopefully it'll warn you a little bit sooner than that, actually, because you know, if I'm about to drive out of the range, then depending on traffic conditions, I may already be out of the range. Well, my guess is if you put into a your trip planner saying, hey, I want to go to grandma's house, it's like, are you? my guess it would be, are you sure you want to do that because there's no charging stations within mm, okay. X number, like you, you might get stuck out there. Yep. It's really funny. You can you can look at the highways by this U.S. coverage map because everything oh, look, outside there's, of there's California, there's, those dots uh, are all along the highways. Yeah, there's yeah, that's I ninety because I ninety four goes up that way, and it's not on there yet. Well, but it sort of is because that one in northern Wisconsin is along ninety four. Yeah, and there's one in looks look like Benton Harbor mm-hmm. in Michigan. That looks like it's the only one in Michigan is the one in Benton Harbor. Yep. So I'm not going to get a Tesla. Well, remember you don't have to charge it at a supercharger. No, it's you can just, just you plug know. it in when you get home. Yeah. But it's it then you lose the perk of the superchargers. Yeah. So Tesla is trying to combat something. It was called like range anxiety or something like that. Yes. Where people are getting concerned and they they bring up the point like, well, people don't get concerned about the range of other vehicles. Like Teslas have as big a range as, you know, most SUVs or or sedans. It's like a 400 mile range. My Prius gets about 400 miles. Yes. But when my Prius is low on gas, when I'm almost out, when I have like 10 miles left, I can go to any gas station and in less than 10 minutes, I'm back on the road. Yes. With a 400 mile range. That is not the case with a Tesla. No. And I do have to say, I had this sometimes with my Benz because my Benz was a diesel. And so sometimes when I'm driving... I'm thinking, crap, is there a diesel station where I'm going? Yep. Because, yes, I could stop at any gas station that has diesel and fill up, but there are still fewer number of those around. Yep. And so I don't think it's a fair comparison for like, well, but other cars don't worry about it because you don't need to worry about it with other cars. If I get low on gas, granted, with my Ford Explorer, if I'm below 50 miles, I I do need to um, start thinking about filling up because sometimes I've run out of gas with my rangefinder telling me I still have 12 miles left. Yeah, I don't don't trust the rangefinder anywhere under 30 miles. Yeah, no, I'm not going to trust it anywhere under 50 now. Yep. Because it's it's let me down twice. Yep. One time I was able to coast to a gas station. The second time I was in the middle of a parking lot. And I'm like, well, crap. (laughs) I mean, realistically, you shouldn't let your gas go below a quarter tank. I was literally going to the Costco gas station, but it turns out they were closed. Oh. What's sad, though, is I passed another gas station about a half mile back. You were and trying I was to get still the running gas. at the time, so it, within that half mile, I ran out of gas. So I could have pulled pulled into that speedway and filled up there, no problem. I just you wanted the cheaper gas, yeah. So it's my own damn fault. Trying to save like twenty cents. Uh, I think it was about forty-seven cents a gallon. Forty-seven cents a gallon difference. That, that was the difference in the cost. It was forty-seven cents per gallon, and my holy tank shit, was at least twenty-two gallons. Either your gas stations are way overcharging, or your Costco is better than mine. Well, because the the typical difference between my Costco and the gas stations is like two cents. Let's see what the Kalamazoo gas price map says. 
plug in my zip code. That's 12. That's not the right number of digits for a zip code. Okay, right now, gas is at 241 around here, and the Costco station is at 226. Some of the gas stations are at 250 something. Some of them are at 240. There's oh look, there's another one at 230. Yeah, the Costco's at 226. But at one point, yeah, it was 240 something to 209. Damn. So yes, it would have been a ten dollar difference between the gas stations for filling up. Granted, I wasted another. Well, Kate actually wasted some more time because she actually had to come out and get the gas can because I didn't have one in the in the car, and then actually go and drive, get some gas, and then drive to me. So I would have definitely paid the extra $10 for not having to have her deal with that. Okay, so the range anxiety selling in New Jersey. The biggest news, though, was the fact that there is going to be an over-the-air update to your Model S. So you don't even have to take it anywhere to allow it to be self-driving. What? At least some of the time. What? Yeah. Tesla over the summer is going to send down an over-the-air update to your Tesla to allow it to be automatic driving on certain conditions. My guess is highway driving. Yeah. I'm a little scared that they can send that sort of update over the air. Why that? Because that means that they have access to a lot of your car. Well, they already have a lot of access to your car. Right. It, I'm, I'm not saying that this is going to give them more. I'm saying they, that they have this capability to do this over the air. It implies they have a lot of access to the car. So my question then becomes, what happens if they screw up their over-the-air update? Oh, it's going to do a hash check. Well, I, I know that, but still, there was time, there was a Panda antivirus update that was so screwed up, it started marking a lot of critical Windows files as... It marked uh, itself as a virus. Yeah, it marked itself as a virus and some Windows yeah, but, files but as that well. wasn't because the, the, the transfer was corrupt. That's just because they were stupid when they made their update. Well, what happens if somebody at Tesla was stupid when they made their update? They could remotely brick your car. Yep. Which makes me wonder if somebody steals my test, my my quote unquote Tesla, if I could get Tesla to remotely brick the car. Probably. They could brick my phone. They could brick my car. So Teslas will have an autopilot mode. Yes. And they won't need to do anything to get it. No. It all just, you have to do is just download the update over the summer. So my question is, where the hell is all this hard? Is this all this hardware is already built into the system? Yeah, probably. I mean, That's what hardware nuts. does it need? Well, you got to have some cameras probably and some sort of radar and then lane centering, adaptive cruise control. It already is going to have those, right? Like it's got adaptive cruise control. Yeah, it's got adaptive cruise control. So that will keep you. That's the front radar. Yeah. And camera. So so then you just got to have something that will keep you in the lane. Most are already going to have like lane keep assist, which is essentially the same thing. I'm just curious. So you got, getting my, you got, the, the, my dad's Equinox has all of this stuff in it. So they just finally, they finally just put all the dots together and just called it autopilot. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> so yeah, Tesla, a lot of stuff. Some big announcements. In one day. So what other announcements we got going on here? Nintendo oh. had a couple of announcements. Yeah. 
So there's the Nintendo NX is the first big one. Yes, that is going to be the are, name of their next gaming platform. Uh, is is it the name or is it the code name? I think it's the code name. Yeah, so it's like how the GameCube was codenamed Dolphin. Yeah. The Wii was codenamed Revolution. Man, that one was a good code name. Uh, that, I don't know why they didn't just keep it. No, they should have kept that one. They should have kept it the Revolution. Oh my god. But... Next one is codename NX, and everyone's making the joke that it's the next. Uh, so said it's currently in development for a dedicated gaming platform with a brand new concept. So who knows what that brand new concept means? Another new concept? Damn it, Nintendo! I love that you do this, but I hate that you do this. Also, next year they're going to launch their health-related platform. I wonder if that's going to be in somehow connected with the Next or NX. 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 The NX. What are they... Uh, what are they doing? What would I do if I were Nintendo? Motion control. It's got its own screen. Could be VR. Could be. That's the way everybody's going now. Right. But Nintendo has this tendency to do orthogonal thinking. So maybe it won't be VR because that is what everyone else is doing. They'll move in some other direction. Somehow related to health. Hmm. (laughs) Nintendo NX, the real world. (laughs) I don't know. But we won't find out for like a year. No, yeah, they said it it's going to be next year when they talk about it. So, yep, there'll be leaks between now and then and we'll let you know if we hear anything, but But probably we're not going to hear anything until E3 2016. Yeah. So, we have some time. What okay. Nintendo was also doing though is going to the mobile platforms. Didn't they say they weren't doing that? I I like distinctly recall Nintendo saying, "No, we we don't want to do that." No, I, I think you are correct on this one. I feel like the Nintendo did say at some point, no, we're not going to deal with the mobile platforms. Yeah. But now they're going to deal with the mobile platforms. My guess is because they see how much money is being made yeah. with the mobile apps. So they hired another company called DNA, D-E-N-A, DNA, uh, to publish Nintendo intellectual property on the mobile devices. So does that mean I'm going to have a Mario Mobile game? That's what it's sounding like. My guess is they're probably going to call it Mario Mobile. I have no idea. Or Mobile Mario? No. Super Mario Town. Right? Because you had Super Mario Land and World and Galaxy. It's like Super Mario Town. Um... There's a lot of jokes out there already about this, though, and about, you know, it's like, oh, we're sorry, Mario, but our princess is in another castle. Pay 50 coins to go to the other castle now or wait three hours. (laughs) That's a good one. Or there's item blocks where it's not a coin that comes out of it. It's a menu that comes out of it that says, what would you like to spend your coins on? I have a feeling that a lot of these, though, are just going to be Nintendo classics for your phone. Could be. But granted, they're kind of late to that party. Yep. Well, they're not officially late to that party, but unofficially, they're late to that party. They're late to that party. There's a lot of emulators out there. Although Nintendo did give a a takedown notice to Cool Rom. (gasps) I don't know if you've noticed this. Probably not, because you don't spend a lot of time on Cool Rom. Neither do I, for that matter. But last time I was there, if you go to Cool Rom and you look, all their Nintendo stuff is gone. You're on Cool Rom, aren't you? 
Yes. Yeah, wow, the top 25 downloaded ROMs. I do not see any Nintendo on there. Go look at the emulators and the ROM files up at the top. Whoa. Well, no, there's there's still some Nintendo emulators. Well, emulators, yes. ROMs, no. Nintendo issued a takedown notice. Well, poop on that. Hello, Demonoid. <laughs> So let's see, what other video game news have we got? ESRB is going to be expanding their ratings to mobile and digital platforms. Through Google. Yeah, Google's going to be the first one on the block. Google and Firefox Marketplace. So Google's going to be the first one on the block. I didn't even know there was a Firefox Marketplace. Yeah, I was about to say, is that like a, a pointed remark on the Firefox Marketplace? Did you even know there was a Firefox Marketplace? I mean, there's a Google Chrome app store, so I assumed there was a Firefox similar thing. Huh, yeah, I'm not surprised is. by its existence. I am surprised by its existence, yes. I, I can tell. Granted, I haven't touched Firefox with a 10-foot pole in years. I've been thinking about going back. What? Chrome is getting really bloated. Well, let me see. What do I got? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Chrome is currently using up. Let's see, 1, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, as I'm As I'm sitting here watching my task manager, I just saw a new process spawn for Chrome. I'm not doing anything with Chrome. Like, it's in the background. God, that is a lot of processes. And a lot of memory. Yeah. Chrome for me is taking up at least a gig of RAM. Yeah, no, I've got at least a gig of RAM as well dedicated to Chrome. So I've been thinking about going back to Firefox. The problem is I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have those Chrome things on there anyway because I'm gonna have Hangouts running. Why what else do I have? Why here? not just go to Gmail? Because the Google Hangouts is a desktop application, so I don't have to have the Chrome web browser open. Or if I've got something else up and I don't have you know the web browser open or Gmail open all the time, I'll still get a little pop up. I also actually have a Gmail thing there that will pop up if I've got a Gmail. But how many of those do you need? Don't know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, ESRB on on Google Play. Glad they're finally doing that because that was a something big that needed hole to happen in their coverage. Yep, that's good. Uh, what else we got? Let's there see, are let's... now more Ubers in New York City than there are yellow taxis. That may or may not be true. It's a, a statistic I saw. I have no idea if it's accurate. But uh, somebody took the data set from uh, Yellow Taxi fares and compared it to Uber, Uber prices. And what was the result? If the cost of the journey is less than $35, um, take a taxi. Okay. Yeah, so the, the data set was hundreds of millions of trips and tipping the scales at 50 gigabytes worth of data from the New York City yellow taxi for all of 2013. So they took the coordinates of each journey made in a yellow taxi in 2013 and then asked Uber how much it would charge for the same journey using the cheapest version, which is Uber X. Uber then suggested a minimum and maximum possible fare, which he used to take an average. Then he compared it to the yellow taxi fare. So Uber is more expensive for prices below $35 and make him to come cheaper only after that threshold. So if, you, if the price is less than $35 for your fare, then it would be cheaper to take a taxi 
there is it's a problem with this. Hmm? There is a problem with this process. Which is? How much does it cost to take a taxi five blocks? I don't know. I've never actually taken a taxi. Yeah. How far is $35? Well, I don't know. Have you used Uber yet? I have used Uber. Does it tell you how much the cost is Which is to say is I've ridden in Uber. Oh. Uh, but my point is, like, I don't know where $35 is. Well, my so guess... So how am I supposed to make the choice beforehand? Do I get in the taxi and then drive until it says $35 and say, oh, you know what, never mind, take me back? Well, my guess is the fact you'd pull up the Uber app first... And say, hey, I want to go here. And if they give you a price that's over $35, then you take Uber. If it's less than $35, you just cancel out of the transaction. Call a cab. And call a cab. That works. Okay. I'm satisfied now. Let me just say that the, the data set is for New York City specifically. So who knows what it is in your neck of the woods. Right. But I'm glad somebody finally... Somebody finally did the math of Uber versus taxi. It took somebody long enough to do that. Yeah. Now, if they could just do that for other data sets. Yes, that also would be good. That would be wonderful. Also, that does not necessarily reflect what's going to happen when Uber changes their prices. Yes, very true. So, you know, this data set is only good for a certain amount of time. But it is an interesting point that somebody finally did the math. Yes. Yes. They did the math. So the White House celebrated national... What are the, what, well, let me see what the name of the day is called. National Freedom of Information Day. There is a National Freedom of Information Day? Yes, there is a National Freedom of Information Day. The White House celebrated that by deleting its Freedom of Information Act uh, regulations that subject the Office of the Administration to the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, that's, not, that's not celebrating that. That's like the opposite of celebrating <laughs> that. So yeah, on National Freedom of Information Day, the White House removed the regulations that subject the White House to the Freedom of Information Act. Huh. You remember in, like, middle school and high school reading all those books about dystopias? Yes. It doesn't seem so far off. No, it's... In fact, it kind of feels like we're there. The White House said that they did this because they are trying to clean up the Freedom of Information Act to make it consistent with court rulings that hold that the office is not subject to the transparency law. So my guess is people in the past have tried to use the Freedom of Information Act to get information from the White House. The court said, no, you don't need to. Well, the court said, no, you're not allowed to get the information. Ah. So the White House is saying, well, everybody keeps on trying this. Then we have to take them to the courts. So we're just going to write it out in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Still feels kind of dystopic. No, that it. that's... Oh, yes, I'm getting that they're trying to save time and effort for these things, but still, that's, that just, it just feels shady. Yeah. Just, just in my gut, it's like, oh, that's shady. That, that doesn't feel right. No. Okay. And Microsoft's planning on killing Internet Explorer. We knew that. That's what Spartan is. Yes. Okay. It is now confirmed that the name of Internet Explorer is going to be gone. It is official. Yeah, it's been, I, I thought it had been official. No, no, it was speculated. Now it is official. Okay. Spartan Browser. Yep. I'm sure Michigan State is very excited. Or going to be terribly, terribly confused. Launch Spartan. What? 
Cool. Review? Yes. So Andy's making a claim that because he went twice in a row, I have to go twice in a row. Yes. I disagree with this claim, but I I didn't want to fight it too much. So I guess I'm going today. That way, now we'll be back on track after this week. Sure. So I'm going to review, and I'm if you if you have to make your jokes about it, make your jokes right up front, please. Uh, it is a product called Soylent. Which they knew exactly what they were getting into with that. Yeah. Yeah. So Soylent is a food alternative. <laughs> it's a food alternative. Okay. That, that's what it's being marketed as. It is a food alternative. It is not a food replacement. The goal is not to, like, remove food from your diet, but the goal is to provide an alternative that is uh, basically a, a sludgy, beige, tasteless syrup that is the core nutrients and building blocks of what the human body needs. Okay, so I'm looking, we got some carbohydrates, we got some fatty acids, we got some sodium, we got some vitamins, we got some minerals, we got some calcium, we got some fiber. What's the difference between carbohydrates and fiber? They are opposite. Carbohydrates are sugars. Ah. Fiber is not. <laughs> I'm waiting okay. for Andy to catch up. So, okay, now I'm just, okay, so it's it's... It's almost like a protein shake, but more. Much more. Okay. Yes. It, it's basically like, I, and it's not being marketed as a protein shake, right? Like protein no. shakes are marketed as, oh, you can use this to help build your muscle or uh, increase whatever. The, the goal of this is not to make you healthier. It's not really being marketed as a health food. It's being marketed as this is something you can do instead of eating a meal. If you look at the serving size for the, the serving is one quarter of a bag and the idea is you have a bag a day um, and for a quarter of the bag, it's 500 calories. So if you have a bag a day, that's it's a 2,000 calorie, calorie diet, diet. Yeah. which is what the average human is supposed to have adult yes. human. Uh, some kind of interesting things. It was not designed by a nutritionist. It was designed by a software engineer. Huh. It's open source. So the ingredient list is published, not just like the fake uh, artificial flavoring and natural flavor, like the actual ingredient list and recipe is published. So you can make your own Soylent, assuming you can get a hold of the ingredients. There is a mod community that's out there. Like, they're treating it like it's software. Yeah, I'm looking at the the DIY website. Make yep. your own version. Yep. You can order all of your stuff from Amazon. Yep. There's a mod community. Uh, when they update the formula, it's called a, a, a release. Oh, goodness. And it gracious. has patch notes, or release notes, I should say, not patch notes. They don't patch the old formula, but they release new ones, and they, they offer release notes of, like, here's what's different. Okay, so how does it taste? So here's the thing. It doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't taste good. Okay. The goal was to make it as flavor neutral as possible. So the idea is it doesn't really have a taste, which which reminds me of, you know, that scene in the Matrix where there's just like this protein sludge. Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it's not chunky, though. It's It's smooth. It's a little grainy. Uh, I had it right before we started recording, and I, I still have some right here. And it's it's not sweet. It's not salty. It has almost a, a hint of, like, oat in it. 
as a flavor. If I had to pick a flavor to identify it with, it would be oat. Laura said it was cake batter without the sugar. That said, because it's flavor neutral, you can flavor it, right? A suggestion is take some Soylent, take some water, mix it up, put in a banana and some peanut butter, put it in a blender. Laura has been drinking it with chocolate syrup, watered down. I I still think she's putting in way too much chocolate syrup. It was way chocolatey, but that's her prerogative. I was actually thinking of uh, doing some of the flavor extracts. So I've got like a mint extract downstairs. I'm putting some of that in a blender with some Soylent and some green food coloring and seeing if I can make a shamrock shake Soylent. Mm. Now, I do have to say I'm going to the DIY website. I'm going through here. Some of these people are posting um, fake um, things there. Like one of the ones is wet dog chow with uh, filter drain gutter oil, sugarless gummy bears. And they're going, no, this is no. What? Yeah, he's, they make a protest Soylent entry. Why? I don't know. Are those, I assume those are like ones that are very downvoted? I have not seen, I don't know how you can downvote these things. Oh, there's a little star rating for like, I like this. It's got 15 stars. That is not a lot. No. Given that the top rated ones have like 700 stars. I'm looking at the top rated uh, US one is at 688 stars. Yep. Where do you see this like... If you're at the DIY website, if you go to the cheapest, 100% complete, it's a Hungry Hobo. Cheapest, 100% complete, Hungry Hobo. I can't believe it's not food. Ah, are there comments on this one? No comments on this one. Well, there are comments on this one. There is a lot of them are just, uh, people are saying, ha ha, this is funny. Ah. Yeah, this one, mm, I don't know, it's interesting. So, are you going to keep going with it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So let's see. If you do the one-time purchase, one week is $85, 28 meals-ish. Yep, so do the division. Come on. $3 a meal? Yep. Now, that's that's more expensive than, like, a bowl of cereal. True. But it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going... It's less than a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Very true. So, and we, we are definitely not going to go for, like... All three meals a day are a cup of Soylent. That would be I, gross. Yeah, I, I do believe so. I would not encourage people to do that. Um, the wait time when we placed the order was supposed to be four to five months, but it was shipped in less than a week. Oh. So I don't know if they're still... It, it might have been because they just released the new version. I got version 1.4, um, but... Just be aware that there's there's the potential for a pretty significant wait time. Gotcha. So yeah, Soylent. We'll get back to you on on kind of how it is in the long term. Right. I'm kind of curious to start experimenting. I'm I'm really thinking. I've got a little bottle downstairs of like mint extract. Yeah, you could really add some flavor profiles to it. Yep, because it is damn neutral. <laughs> when I come out for Passover, I'll bring it and pass it around. Okay, you'll get to try it then. All right, random topic. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Have you ever been sued? No. No. Okay. That was an odd random topic. I know. Have you ever been sued? No. No. Not oh, well. Crap, I got let me, jury let me duty change next that. week. Not to oh. my knowledge. I supposedly have jury duty next week. That's gonna be fun. Have fun. Yeah. 
I do have to say, though, for all the times that I've been called for, or I've been sent the, the jury duty summons, I have not gone once. You have not been selected that, once. Yeah, I have not been selected. I haven't even you had have to show up. gone every time because you have a legal and civic obligation to do so. Oh, no, no, I haven't even gone because normally they have a website or a phone number you call the day before or the oh, morning of. Oh, and, and they've got a full jury. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't had to go. No. Okay. That's I a, have not had to go yet. I have been mailed the summons, you know, I've multiple times. I've mailed summons for jury duty. Hmm? I've never been summoned for jury duty. Yeah, this is number three or four for me now. Okay. I have only been, you know, active to be on a jury since I've been, what, 18? So, 13 years? Yeah. So, it's... <laughs> It's approximately one every three to four years. Yeah, I, I'm i still batting zero. What What did I do to be... I don't know. I don't know. This is ridiculous, but... Random whatever. selection. Yeah. Yeah, really random selection. This is... Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.